now I, and y'all know we authentic on here. We keep shit real. Mm-hmm. I can't respect when niggas go on Facebook or Twitter and all of this. And, and I'm not even just talking about outside of our culture. I'm talking about inside our culture. Um, mm-hmm. When black people go online and say, talking about black on black crime and talking about, um, you know, all these other things in the black community, but don't offer any type of solutions or you saying it's black on black crime yet you're not going to any of these community um, leader meetings to take back the information and educate your community to prevent this quote unquote black on black crime or offering any type of resources to your community. And I know we didn't get a chance to talk about DMX, Black Rob, now we got Shock G. Mm-hmm. Rest in peace to all of them and prayers up to their families. Um, prayers up and rest in peace to those who lost their lives at the hands of police brutality, police police killings. Yeah, I also want to say, although it's not, I know we're we not going to go heavy into this, but I just want to throw this out there. Although it's not justice um, that was um, given to uh, the the Floyd family, um, it is a wonderful thing to see that there was some type of progression um, with that case. Um, mm-hmm. Whereas, you know, the officer was found guilty. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And the only reason why I say it's not justice is because yeah, at the I end am. of the day, he he's not coming back. You yeah. know what I'm saying? He's he's Flo- George Floyd is, is gone. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? But it does my heart good to see the family can somewhat rest a little bit better knowing that this case went in their favor. Right. But I want everybody to know there is, <laughs> there's over, over a thousand, maybe more George Floyd's out there right. and those families didn't see the results that they wanted to see. Right. So just keep that in mind and know that like, you know, each day that we go forward, um, it might not be today. It might not be tomorrow. And I honestly don't think we may see the the, the desired change that we want to see in our lifetime. But it's it's coming though. Like mm-hmm. it just know like the earth wasn't created in one day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. it take time. But it, it it takes time. It takes bits and pieces. Um, but progression is always key at the end of the day. Yeah, so, sure. so I just want to throw that out there. And um, to Nancy Pelosi, George Floyd did not. Freaking sacrifice his life for justice. No doubt. Like, did not. Shut up. He wouldn't. Uh, come on. <laughs> that don't even make Ridiculous. sense. Ridiculous. Um, <laughs> I wanted to say. I almost called her what I wanted to call her. Yeah. I'm trying to stay away from that um, word. What I also wanted to say, too, is that what I learned in my social work and law class is that, you know, when it comes to like new things that we need to address in this country and work on and create new laws and provisions, there has to be that kind of monumental court case to start that. Because now going forward in court cases, you can reference that case mm-hmm. and use that to do more better, you know, do more convictions, create laws, create policies. And I understand that, um, you know, we don't want to put that all in the system to change because we know it needs changing. It probably won't see that change or overhaul until our kids become adults and we have grandchildren. But, you know, there is a thought that I was thinking, even though it's, it's, it's like I still didn't feel anything, I didn't feel no victory. I just felt like. 
wow, we got one out of how many. Mm-hmm. But the fact that we got that and uh, we can use that now as a land, a case to build up other cases. That's and that's right. what I'm hoping right. can happen. Because if we got another case, too, with one of them officers, too, that they had, I'm like, hopefully we start building up different cases. Mm-hmm past cases to, to build up those cases. Later I just on. feel like it gives you something. You held them accountable. So now with, with everybody getting off, getting acquitted and different things for those type of situations, it made it easier going forward to keep on letting them get off. Yeah. So now with finding somebody guilty, I mean, and it still all comes down to the sentencing. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But even with finding him guilty, like, like y'all said, that's that's a stepping stone. That's something to be like. You can look back on that and be like, "Oh, you you can't say this, but in that situation, but not take care of us on this situation, yeah. or not even take care of us, but hold down the law." You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. yeah, you can't you can't look at this situation and be like, "Oh, we found them guilty on all three charges," and something else over here, you'd be like, "We're gonna quit them." Mm-hmm. When they essentially the same thing, you know what right. I'm saying? So. I do. I I am happy that they did find him guilty for that reason. You know what I'm saying? Like you yeah. said, you can't bring George Floyd back. But at the same time, by finding this officer guilty of all three of those charges, it sets a tone going forward. Because I feel like even if whether they were doing it on purpose or whether they were doing it because they felt like it won't know punishment for it, you know what I'm saying? They could just get away with it. Now you, if you you see somebody go down for it, maybe it'll make you think twice about being that type of, you know what I'm saying? Absolutely. That type of cop or doing that, doing what you're not supposed to do because now you feel like, oh, I might get in trouble for this. You yeah. know what I'm saying? I might lose my my freedom for this. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Because mm-hmm. at first I just felt like nobody was getting in trouble so they just kept doing it. You know what I'm saying? Yes. It's like a child. You, you keep letting them get away with stuff, he's probably going to keep doing it. You yeah. know what I'm saying? But once you lay that law down, now it's like, ho, oh, oh, ho, let me, let me decide whether I really want to do this or not. You know what I'm saying? Let me think twice about doing this. You know yeah. what I mean? At first it was like they was just doing. They was just ain't care. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like our lives meant nothing. You know what I mean? And I think they still, I mean, it, this can go. Oh, yeah, it can right. definitely go. But I think they still don't. I mean, it's it's moving in the direction mm-hmm. of, you know, we getting it, we getting somewhere, but it's still stuff going on. And I want to say to those people that, that continue to to stand on the front lines or or just fighting for change, like we all do in different ways. You know what I'm saying? Whether you out there protesting, whether you on a podcast speaking about it, whether you talking to elected official, uh, elective officials, and going to meetings and things, like keep applying pressure because this fight is not going to end right. today. It don't end with George Floyd. It don't end with Eric Gardner. It don't end with Oscar Grant, right. Trayvon Martin, all these people that's. Like, we've lost. It don't end with them. It don't stop with them. So keep applying pressure. Don't mm-hmm. think because they taking statues down and they posting Black Lives Matter uh, mm-hmm. or they giving you T-shirts and things like that, that that shit just stops. That's it. Right. No, the fight is still going. And stand on that stand shit. Stand on stop, it. Stop. Stand on it. Don't don't stand on it while it's hot. You know what I'm saying? Right, right. Don't, don't stand on it the first three, four weeks of the situation and then it die off. Mm-hmm. If you're going to be about it, be about it. Stay with it. You know what I'm saying? Stand on it. And then to them officers that's in those situations, whatever you got going on, you know what I'm saying, at home, don't bring that shit to work. You know what I'm saying? Because I feel like a lot of stuff is just inside stuff 
whether you was, I mean, just my personal opinion. I know you get a lot of these cops that's young and they might not have been whatever, whatever when they was younger. Then they get that badge and it makes them feel a certain type of way. Mm -hmm. And now they moving in that way. Like, you know, like I'm untouchable. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. You do what I say. You know what I'm saying? Like, we need to evaluate these officers a little more. You know what I'm saying? Not just passing a fitness. And I ain't going to speak on it too much because I don't know. I ain't never tried to be an officer, so I don't know what they go through to become an officer. Mm -hmm. But not just a fitness test or a polygraph and such and such. Really evaluate these officers and see what they stand on. You know Mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Before you give them a gun and a badge and say, here you go. Go out here and protect and serve. Yeah. Yeah. Because... I'm not knocking you because when stuff happens, people call 911 and they depend on you. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, it's a difference between protecting and serving. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And coming out here and just applying pressure and, and, and pushing your, your, your aggression and your morals and your whatever on other people. You know what I mean? You got to still protect and serve everybody. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? No matter the skin color, no matter the sexuality, all that. You know what I'm saying? So right. yeah. I just feel like we need to just evaluate these cops better and make sure the people that we hand in these badges and these guns to deserve to be handed these badges and these guns. You know what I mean? You gotta, yeah. we gotta, we gotta do that because if we don't do that, we're gonna keep running into these situations. Absolutely. I think um, with with understanding of that, um, you know, what is I I did a presentation on to you know. White social workers, white colleagues, and these different social work institutions, and I asked the question: Is why do you fear black men? Um, what 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 is your your premise of fearing black people? You feel what I'm saying? Because you have to ask that question. You know, it's it's a oh, well, I don't fear people. I don't see color. Well, you see the color on your shirt, so you see color. Mm-hmm. You feel what I'm saying? So, um, we have to ask that question: Why do you fear black people? What is who is it something that the media has you know put out there for you to see? Is it something that you grew up with? Is it just you know racism? You know, um, law enforcement has never really been on a positive side with the black community in the first place. So obviously, and you think about the history, why law enforcement was created. You know, most of the time, well, usually it was came out of Jim Crow era. They was you know going after slaves. You feel what I'm saying? That, you know, left and freed, got freed or you know, left the plantation or whatever. That's what they was going to get them for. Um, and so, and then you see the civil rights era on how they treated protesters, black protesters and the civil rights movement and X, Y, and Z. Black folks ain't never had no positive interaction with law enforcement um, ever. So, um, but what is the reason that you fear us? Why you fear black people? And we start talking about valuations and stuff like that. Um, you know, they have that, but it's not thorough assessments. You're not checking for no They're racial not. bias. You're not checking right. for like no type of racism and stuff like that. Yeah. You're just trying to put a body on the street because you don't have enough bodies mm-hmm. to police. And then you have these folks and individuals who, you know, are stressed out or traumatized or are racist, um, shielding this badge and this gun and this these different um whatever you want to call it, trying and calling it policing. And so, um, you know, I'll be remiss to even not have the conversation of, you know, in our local area in Spotsylvania, we just had a police involved shooting just now a couple of days ago. So by the time you hear this, this happened last week. 
uh, where they're talking about it and we don't know what's happening. We're still trying to get all the details. Yeah. You know, then we have in our own county where our own sheriff is putting up a darn flag about supporting blue blue lives, um, knowing how insensitive and not checking the room and culture of what that means to the county. After we just had a big, big back and forth around Confederate monuments and now you're putting this out. So it's a lot of tone deafness. It's a lot of um, insensitive thoughts, behaviors, patterns. And a lot of, if it's not on my front doorstep, then why does it actually matter? Mm-hmm. Um, and so we, we we have that going on. And I, I don't know, I don't know where, where we go from here. Because we just, we went from a, in, in this, this loop, I've been talking about this loop the past couple of weeks of we lost DMX. Rest in peace, DMX. And then we had this verdict. And then everybody was up in arms about that. We didn't know what's going on. And then right after the verdict, before the verdict, we had the, the kid, no, the Toledo kid in Chicago, the Dante, the Dante kid out in Minneapolis when he was doing a trial, got the verdict. And then we had the young lady who got killed. And it's a never ending cycle for African Americans that we're always in a cycle of trauma every single day. Every time we wake up, we have to deal with this every single day. And it's tiresome. It's frustrating. And frankly, I'm tired of explaining or talking about it, why we feel the way we feel and why we're protesting, why we're marching, why we're in the streets, why we're doing this and the third, because we are tired of being hunted and lynched as if we are animals. We are human beings. We are Americans. We deserve to be here. We should not be treated that way. What's going to happen is that if 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 this continues to happen, then you're going to have all out revolution. And that is one of the scariest things that could happen for the American society and public because of you've seen how history has treated our black leaders. When you have anybody that's a black messiah that can move the black people and move the, the public, move the black culture, they become a target. Right. Mm. They ain't killing them. They shutting them down. Yeah. So... Um, but we have new tactics, uh, I think, and I think we can move in different ways and more strategic ways. There have people out here that's, you know, we're doing this, we're podcasting, we're getting the information out there. You have people out there right now protesting, they're protesting. You got people in the politics that's doing stuff and trying to make laws better. You got people in different places. I think we're going to get there. Yeah, I think we, I think we work into it. Our generation is not going to see that change. We're not going to see I it. agree with it. I well, agree. we gotta keep but, pushing. Well, we gotta right. keep pushing and keep teaching, man. And keep teaching, keep, keep pushing, keep, keep educating. Offer, man. offer, like it's key, bro. Like offer solutions. Don't just we can't just keep talking. We know what the problem is. Like we, of course, you gotta address the problem. We know what the problem is, but offer solutions. And this is why I can't respect. And I, I and y'all know we authentic on here. We keep shit real. Mm-hmm. I can't respect when niggas go on. Facebook or Twitter and all of this, and, and I'm not even just talking about outside of our culture. I'm talking about inside our culture. Um, mm-hmm. when black people go online and say talking about black on black crime and talking about um, you know, all these other things in the black community, but don't offer any type of solutions. Or you saying it's black on black crime, yet you're not going to any of these community um, leader meetings to take back the information and educate your community to prevent this quote-unquote black-on-black crime 
or offering any type of resources to your community. And that's just, it, it just, I, I don't respect that. Like, that, that's some cooning shit to me, in my opinion. That's just my personal opinion. Because you know what? You can you cannot address a problem. You can address a problem all day long, mm-hmm. but if there's no solution, that problem will never get solved. If there's no, if you're not, if you're not trying to find a solution to that problem, then it, it's just going to be a problem. You feel me? Like you don't just have a, a, they don't just come up with equations and there's a loop to the equation where you don't never have an answer. There's always an answer to an equation. Yeah. It's just, it, it's so many different methods. I mean, look at geometry, look at, um, the Pythagorean, uh, was it Pythagorean theorem yeah. or whatever, things like that. Just all those different type of equations that you throw out there, but there's always different ways to solve that problem. Yeah. And people just, they, they bypass that. They always want to bash. They always want to talk this about what we didn't and shouldn't, should be doing, but never offer a way on how to do it or mm-hmm. never offer, uh, any type of advice on how do we get there or what we can do to get there. Right. So like Trey was saying, man, whether it's podcasting, whether it's going to vote, whether it's reading, whether you, you know, whatever you're trying to do, bro, like, the information is out there. Like, just educate and, like, just pass it along to the next man and do whatever you got to do. If you're standing on the front line, if you, like, standing behind that person and supporting them or whatever you're trying to do. But like you said, like, this shit close to home, bro. Like, we just had a situation and spicy that's close to home is right here so like don't think that (laughs) don't think that just because it happened in in minnesota it happened in uh texas it happened in florida that it can't happen in in your own home you know what i'm saying absolutely so and let me just say this um, real quick i mean i think that police that police that when they was going after catching slaves was started way before jim crow so let me correct that where they was created to go after slaves. That's what when they, they left the plantation and stuff like that to go get them. I think it led into Jim Crow. Um, and somebody can fact check me if they want to, but I know that's you know what has happened. But let me say this about black on black crime and people who make their case about oh we need to stop killing each other. We need to stop. Um, uh, we need to, we, how are we gonna how are we going to make change if we keep killing each other? The issue with that statement is that black on black crime is not real. That's something that is made up as a response to these police cuttings and these things that are happening. Black on black crime has to deal with the actual and where each other resides, how closely connected we are and how environmentally, systematically, all those different things, poverty, lack of resources, fight or flight, all these different things that have put us in a place to move in that way. So if you are not eating, you don't have the proper resources and uh, things needed to survive and be healthy and succeed in life. Yes, you are going to probably kill in order to make that happen. It could happen in white communities. It can happen in Chinese communities, Asian communities, whatever kind of communities. When you put people in that that position, in those places that don't have lack of resources, these things will happen. So stop with those narratives. And it do happen in those communities. It I do. mean, to cut, cut you off, I just wanted to throw that out there, but you just don't see a title on it. It's just crime. Yeah. <laughs> see, the thing about it, and here's my thing about this, because now I'm going, now I'm, now I'm slowly in there. Now I'm slowly in. I'm try, wasn't trying to go there. Wasn't trying to go, but now we're here. America would never solve its issues with people of color 
black, indigenous, people of color, whatever you want to call it, because I like calling our, calling us black. They would never solve the issues with people of color, immigrants, Asian population, whoever it may be, Mexican population, Spanish, Latino, Latinx, until they or or or, or um, Native Americans until until they take full accountability and responsibility for destroying the black community. Absolutely. So they take full responsibility on how they destroyed, oppressed, ostracized, ridiculed, whatever you want to call it, how many big words, SAT words you want to use to describe what they have done to African-American people since they brought us over here from slavery. I agree. Because if you cannot get that right, then how are you expected to treat any other people of color? You can even go back to just with the Native Americans, how they treated them. Yeah. And then set them up for failure, right? You feel what I'm saying? But they took us and went took it to a whole different level. You feel what I'm saying? So when when I hear them hear us having no regard for the children in cages and the borders, splitting these immigrant families up against, you know, splitting them up, doing X, Y, and Z, these hate crimes against Asian Americans. This ain't nothing new. They did that back in the Korean War. When they had the internment camps in, in, in California. You feel what I'm saying? Um, or the Vietnam War. They had that. They had the internment camps where they, they was going to war and that. And next thing you know, they done put all these Asian people in internment camps. We had that here. Let's let's remember that. That wasn't too long ago. Right. You feel what I'm saying? So, but with us as black people, civil rights movement wasn't nothing but 56 years ago. Yeah, our grandmothers and grandparents are still living and went through that yeah. you feel what I'm saying this ain't nothing new we just started getting some respect a little bit and we still don't get the, the respect that we deserve we still are seen as inferior human beings and I frankly personally when we start talking about these what should have and what's going on or what what Af- or what black people should be doing how they should be responding from folks who who sit here and act like they are, uh they know the constitution left right and back and forth and act like they're a politician but work at staples mm-hmm. <laughs> but work at staples you ain't doing nothing in state politics or your local politics but you can tell verbatim what the constitution says and how laws are enacted and stuff like that you don't do nothing in regards to that but want to tell us how we should respond or behavior act. I ain't got time for you, Jim. I ain't got time for you. Leave your, your opinion over there. But what I will say in this in this moment as well, in regards to us as a people, take some time off social media. Take some time to recharge. Get away from it all. If you can't, if you, I, I don't recommend looking at those type of videos because it's a cycle of trauma that keeps in the loop. And next thing you know, you'll be internalizing this stuff and you want to smack white people, which it might be warranted. I don't know. But at the same time, you internalize those different traumas. We call that a vicarious trauma. You don't need to carry that with you right now. Because I, one thing I will say is that this work that you're going to do, if you're genuine or not, you're going to burn out and it's going to be heavy work. You can be genuine in it or you can not be genuine in doing this type of work. You're going to feel it. 
and it's either going to put you, it's going to either say, I'm not going to do this no more. I'm going to go ahead and live my life and keep it moving. Or you're going to say, I'm going to pick and choose when I can put my energy to it or keep my energy into it. Um, or I'm going to tap out. So take some time away from social media. Take some time to rest. Don't watch those videos. Me personally, I don't like to watch those. Watch that too. Know that this fight is ongoing. If you step away from the fight, it's going to be right there when you get back. You can step away from six months, eight months. Guess what? We still going to be fighting the same fight. So that is my word of wisdom to folks and to, I wanna, oh, to, help I with, to help with that. You know, I just want to make sure people to, you know, take some time away, man. Yeah, I ain't want to cut you off. I just want to put this out there, too, like, without and, and without people that are friends and things like that outside of black culture understand, like, if you do have black friends and things like that, because I know I have a few, you know, white friends or whatnot, but they understand. Understand, like, your your what we're going through. And I know physically, you can't walk out walk, can't talk out talk, right? But you can take the time to check on your black friends and fight for them. I'm not saying you have to be out there protesting, whatever you got to do. There's other ways that you can do it. But being empathetic in these times is very important. It's very important. Whether you've been through it or not, and I know it's hard for y'all to actually like coexist with us in these situations, but understand just empathy is, is, it's the epitome of us getting to where we need to be in order to get to what Trey is talking about, where we're addressing these issues head on and saying, okay, I see what you're saying. Whether you were the one that physically did it, even if you you feel like your parents or whoever around you didn't do anything, understand somebody around you that you might not even you might not even know or talk to has done this in the past or mm-hmm. is still doing this. So take time to to learn the situation, educate yourself just like you do the Constitution or whatever it is that you educate yourself on, and understand like. It's okay to stand with us in this fight, man. And, and check this out. And check this out too. Don't sit here and try to police our emotions when we get angry when you don't know something. Don't sit here and be like, "Oh, well, why are you giving us so so much flack? I didn't know this." Hey, listen. There's about fifty thousand different documentaries out there on this this type of subject. You got thirteen on Netflix. It's a darn conversation about racial social justice movies out there. X, Y, and Z. There are books. There are documentaries. There are things you can read. I shouldn't have to keep telling you where to go and what, or what, how I should feel and why I'm feeling the way I'm feeling. It's too much information out there. Whatever you choose not to do is on you. You feel what I'm saying? And I shouldn't have to be accountable because your feelings are hurt before because of how I said it or how I told you I wasn't going to help you. You should take the take the initiative since you want to learn. Since you want to be how ask how you help. Take the initiative first to do the research and do the homework and then say, how can I help? Instead of asking, where do I go? Because it's 10,000 things out there. Absolutely. Because I'm not going to keep talking to y'all about this stuff. I'm not going to keep talking to y'all about this stuff. I, I, I'm really not. Yeah, I'm really that. not. Because I feel like I'm keeping, I've been having the same conversations. This is the Ferguson situation. 
And I keep saying that every single time, whether it's here on a podcast, whether it's community conversations, whether it's DEI initiatives and certain in, in my everyday work or whatever, I have been saying the same thing since, since what, 14, 15. Mm-hmm. How much more, how much different can I say it? Mm-hmm. How many times can you go see these videos, go see these same indications and not say this is wrong? Do something about it. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, ain't gonna be too much more talking. Straight up, <laughs> and I'm gonna just leave it at that. My Man. small talk out the window anyway. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, ain't gonna be too much talking. Time under my belt. Nah, I yeah. knew that that was gonna get heavy. But at the end of the day, like as we, you know, this episode, I know is we we talk mainly about sports, but. Um, Trying just to stay away from this, but it didn't work. It's keen fault. It's keen fault. It's keen fault. I didn't um, say nothing in the last ten minutes. If keen, people keen been baiting. Keen been baiting. Nah, nah man. I, we, I, I, I ain't going though. I ain't going. Nah, nah. It could have went. went. I ain't going. It could have went. We said it was fifty-eight minutes about fifty-eight minutes ago. Yeah, yeah I ain't going. I gave him a little history lesson. Spoon feed him. Let him know. At the end of the day, man. We know we all we all fighting this fight, bro. Like. So if you're listening again, we appreciate y'all. Just know we're going to continue to any way that we can to educate um, whatever we know, whether it's not even just with social injustice, whether it's finance, uh, financial literacy, whether life. it's life in general, whatever whatever it is, we're going to do that. But um, again, we appreciate everybody. We appreciate each, each and every one of y'all. And y'all just continue to know that Life is it's not it's not a game of chance. Life don't happen by by accident. Um everything happens for a reason. Right. And there's there's some type of lesson out of everything that happens in life. You just have to understand what that lesson was and find out the purpose of it. Period. So yeah. Like that. Man, Free you know, spoken word type. <laughs> We're going to close it out on that, I guess. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, spoken yeah. word, ace, boogie. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yeah. <laughs> yes, sir. Listen, y'all can follow Free Smoke Podcast. Um, Listen, like, go, like, share, subscribe. Once the mm-hmm. drop comes in, you can get the drop right in and there. If you subscribe, we're on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor FM, any of your digital streaming platforms that you'd like to listen to your podcast, we should be on there. If not, please let me know. I can get us on there. Go follow those IG underscore free smoke pod let us know what you think of the podcast give us a dm let us know just, just talk to us let us know what's, what's happening what you're thinking about the episodes something that you want us to talk about um and we hope that you stay safe um uh, stay vigilant and then you know what i'm saying just protect 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 yours and this is protect your mentals um because it's, it's it's a it's a lot going on right now man and um we just want to make sure that everybody is on their p's and q's and also getting the rest that they need because this stuff is is not going to stop um until next time y'all be easy and we'll see y'all